Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On November the 13th, Black Married and Debt Free is rolling out their apparel line. Black owned apparel. This will be an exclusive drop so you don't want to miss it. To stay updated, visit Instagram at BLK. Dot owned dot apparel. The links in the description below. Join the ownership movement. Are you listening? Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and you are tuned in to the Black Married and Debt Free Podcast. My wife Shire and I were able to eliminate six figures worth of debt, and we're all about empowering others to do the same. So on this podcast, we'll be talking about investing, real estate, early retirement marriage and much more but you don't have to worry it won't be done in the same boring format that you're used to we're going to put a little bit of swag on it so enjoy today's episode hey what's going on everybody this is marcus and i'm here with my lovely wife shira and today we are really happy we have a special guest on her name is diana aka money boss mama and she recently became debt free as a single mom and she is going to take us through her story today she has a lot of great gems and just information that i think will enrich us all so we just want to welcome her to the podcast so thank you for joining us today hi thank you for having me on i'm excited yes and and so before you ask the first question i just want to say like this is really special because we're always preaching the married thing right we got black married and debt free obviously but this is a great perspective from a single mom you know who did and i think there's a lot of listeners who's like hey when you go talk to somebody that's where i'm at you know so that's why we we really wanted to have you on uh, diana so yeah we're we're glad to have you right and another thing is we follow her on instagram and so um we've been low-key watching her progress you know (laughs) over these past few months and um we're, we're we're celebrating with you right. today so right. we just we want to share that as well tell us a little bit about why um you started the journey okay so starting out of course i was a young mom i became an official mom uh, a month after my 21st birthday so previous to that you know you don't really have any responsibilities you're making money your little four hundred dollar paycheck it feels like it's four thousand dollars so um i went from a place of i have my money i get to keep my money so now i have this little human being that's depending on me and i had a complete shift so now i went from me just being able to buy things for myself to oh crap i have a little a little human being now so i went from begging people to help me you know I remember a time when she went out of diapers and I didn't have enough to pay for diapers and when I would ask someone I asked them they were like I'm sorry I can't help you right now and so that was a defining moment for me because it was like okay that was the moment I realized that I'm really on my own and I've got to get it together not just for me but for her 
Um, so I, you just get to that defining moment when you're really just sick and tired of not being able to leave the house with a credit, without a credit card, of not knowing if you're going to make enough uh, this month to be able to pay for bills, et cetera, because I was funding it myself through college, so I could only work part-time. And, you know, if, you're, if you've ever been in college and been a college student, you're on a ramen noodle budget. Like, you are dead broke. <laughs> so having just a small amount of money and having to take care of a child at the same time, that was the place where I'm like, okay, this is not the life that I envision for myself. And this is not the life that I want to give to my child because I did come from a single mom and I did witness her, you know, we're, we're having to leave a grocery cart full of groceries at the checkout line because her, her check didn't go through. And I remember her always saying, you know, I'm going to have to write a hot check. That's just drilled in my mind. I'm going to have to write a hot check. I'm going to have to write a hot check just so we can get groceries. Something as simple as that. And I'm witnessing my mom sleeping on the, the floor because she didn't have enough money to even have a bed at the time. So coming from that and then I realized I'm in the same place. It starts with me to break that generational curse and want something different. And I always said that God has created me to be this hard-headed rebel so my mama always called me hard-headed so i'm like okay let me push the limits a little bit right. and see where i can go with this thing so i sat down right wrote down all of my debt and even though my circumstances did not align with my main goal of not wanting to owe anyone anything that little hard-headed rebel inside of me was like well let's just push it to see how far we can go and it's 2020 and I, I obviously was able to, to get through it but that was the start of me wanting to get on this journey it was to better my life and to give my daughter something so that I'm able to give her something more uh, than just this generational curse of not being able to support myself wow that's, right. that's, that's powerful I think that it is powerful because you started to create a vision for what you wanted your life to look like and you saw the disconnect there. And so you started to move into a different direction. So one of the steps that you mentioned was you made a list of all of your, of all of your debts. So what type of debt um, did you have? So I had an auto loan. Um, I've, I always say the auto loan was the one thing that pushed me into the world of personal finance because I got that thing at 18 years old um, and I didn't know anything about interest rates. I did not know anything about uh, credit. I didn't know anything about how loans work. So needless to say, I was in for a huge surprise when I got that auto loan because I'm, I'm, throwing money towards something and I'm looking at the balance thinking it's going down and it's not budging. Um, so I had that and then I had credit card debt because that was the only way I was going to be able to pay for certain expenses. I had um, a medical bill because I did wind up having to pay some for my daughter's C-section. I had uh, personal loans as well and I think that is about it for what I had right then at that time. Now, Diana, you, you student loans. I'm sorry, student loans. Right, that's that's usually a big one. And, and so, what I want everyone to understand is that when you hear the list of things that uh, Diana had to pay, that's very common. 
right? And, and and I love how you said the auto loan was that thing that made you say, you know what, something's got to change. So let's let's kind of get into, uh, and I know that uh, you got everyone follow Diana and all her products, right? We we don't want her to give away everything, but could you go into some of the strategy that you you know use during the payoff process? Um, and kind of what that looked like. Okay, so my strategies were, they stray a little from the norm. Okay, um, you like that. Yeah, <laughs> because when I started out, you know, you're digesting all of this content, just trying to figure out how are these people doing it? And one thing that I've noticed was that, you know, side hustle, side hustle, side hustle. That was number one. And also they had a two household income. And for me, I'm by myself and I have a child that I need to be with most of the time. So one thing that has really helped me was maximizing any extra money that I had that was tax refunds. If I got a check from school, I would normally use my uh, school check to live on. I would use that to live on. So whenever I moved out my mom's house, my paychecks were 525. My auto loan was 495. So I had to give up one check a month to my auto loan. Um, so that's why I said it really thrust me into the world of personal finance because I'm having to figure out how to live on one paycheck. So I got smart and tried and started to realize, well, if I can utilize this extra money, you know, I can, I can find a way. So I would use my school check to like pay up rent, pay up my bills, and then I would use my tax refund to apply to whatever debt that I was focusing on at the time. And it was the auto loan because it was eating up a lot of my income. So that helped to thrust me forward because I did not have a lot of extra money to apply to my debt. So that was like making up lost time. And also I did do a little bit of side hustling whenever I found my footing in my journey. I made a list of all of the things that I was good at. And then from those things, I was like, how can I monetize these? So writing was always something that I was really good at. So I'm like, okay, well, how can I monetize writing? So I went online and I found that there were freelance writers. So I became a freelance writer for about two years. Um, I really went hard in the first six months to a year. So I would dedicate my weekends um, to write for other people. And I would use that money to apply to my auto loans and my credit cards. So I was kind of like knocking them both out at the same time. And besides the extra money, consciously keeping my expenses low. So I did fall victim to the lifestyle creep, even when I could not truly afford it. Like I, I would get a new job and I'm like, okay, well now my apartment's not up to par. I need to move. Or, you know, you're adding all these new expenses. So once I realized that I was doing that, whenever I finally started sticking to a budget, I consciously made the decision to not change a thing in my budget, to just use that extra money to apply to my debt. And it took a little while because I was not a high earner. I'm still not a high earner. But once I started knocking those debt balances down and I would get like one little small balance paid, People don't realize that it's like a, a raise without getting a raise because yeah. you don't have to apply your money there anymore. You now have this extra money that you just freed up and you roll that over to whatever else that you want to apply it to. And that has really helped me to get my snowball rolling because 
I, as I was knocking them out, I don't have all these interest charges or anything anymore. And so I can really make up for lost time because my journey was so slow in the beginning. Yeah. So I like how you talked about side hustles and side hustles are, are really, really important if you're trying to pay off debt and if you want to expedite that process. But one of the things that I want to note um, to our listeners and they already know we are in the middle of a pandemic. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. how has this whole COVID-19, um, how did it influence your, your journey? What role did it play? So the pandemic, I had already done away with my side hustle about a year or so ago because it was burning me out. My mental peace comes first. And I, I got myself to a place where I did not have a lot of debt. So I did not have to... Um, really go that hard anymore because my income got to a place where it was high enough above my expenses that I could do that. Uh, but for the pandemic, I my original debt-free date was February of 2021. And I remember when it started, I'm like seeing everybody drop out the debt payoff game and they're going to saving now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only had like, I still only had like two months worth of expenses saved up. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to, you know, scrap the debt payoff and and kind of join the bandwagon with savings because I don't know what's going to go, what's going to happen. But when they released that they were going to have that temporary halt on student loan interest and the payment, I saw that as an opportunity to come up. So I saw that as a strategy. I don't have the student loan interest. I probably, I'm, I'm not going to get this opportunity again. Right. I need to push it. So I came into 2020 with my student loans. I left that last. I had like a little bit of my personal loan and my student loans. I purposely left that last. The balance was so big. I did not even want to deal with it. So because I came into it with student loans, they dropped the interest. I saw that as my opportunity to come up because I'm not a high earner. Like I said, my main strategy is maximizing what I had. I did left when everyone else went right. And like I said, I'm a rebel. I pushed the limits. So I decided, you know, my job is pretty secure. I will say that uh, that was one of the factors that went into it. My job was pretty secure. And I just walked by faith and not by sight. So I knew going into it I was like there there's no plan B this has to work I'm going to be I'm going to be debt free this year like I originally said and I felt like this was a way for me to do it so because of that I apply everything that I got extra to these student loans because I did not know if they were going to extend it to the end of the year if it was going to go into 2021 so anything that I got my tax refund that went to the student loans um incentives that went to the student loans. Something uh, I don't see a lot of people talk about was a PTO sellback. I use that as a strategy for about two years now. I, I'm not traveling anywhere. I don't have money to go anywhere. So I'm hoarding my PTO. I'm not taking any time off. I will say that uh, that's been a little difficult with kids, but I try not to take any time off. And if I have to take them to an appointment or something, I'm like, I have the opportunity to make that time up. So I hoard a certain amount and then I will sell it. And whatever extra is added to my paycheck, I use that as an additional payment. And I make sure that I'm still making my minimum payments too, so that that interest is not eating up that benefit. Um, So that was a strategy when we got the stimulus check. 
I'm like, oh yeah, this is another way to get this knocked down. So uh, I I applied that there as well. I did not do a lot of side hustling this year. Uh, I'm still not. So that wasn't, uh, for those who hear the word side hustle and they turn up their nose and they're like, I ain't got time. I don't have time to do that. You can, you, we both know, you can find the time. Yeah. But a lot of people are not willing to do it. So uh, this is another way. If you don't want to find the time to do it, you can find other ways to knock out your debt balances. Once you really meditate on that vision and you have a specific goal, you're going to start finding ways to reach that goal. So your true. brain is going to start going to work and you're going to see these, uh, these things that you've had right in front of you as opportunities now that you didn't realize that were opportunities before. So all of these things helped me to knock out my debt balances. And of course, since I just had student loans left, um, I had a lot more of my income to apply there. And um, I will say 2020 has helped me as, as well in regards to childcare because childcare is crazy expensive. Yeah. But once they started the essential worker application, also I sat on that because I didn't see myself as essential, but I just decided to you know, put in my application too, because if this is a way in which I can free up extra money, I'm going to do it. And it was a, approved until the end of the year. So now I had more money to apply to the student loan. So I will say everything kind of aligned to help me get to this moment, because I declared that whatever it took, I, I was going to, to do it to get there. So I've, I'm a little deprived now, but... <laughs> Uh, I got to the, the finish line, you know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is brought to you by the Black Married and Debt-Free Masterclass. Get out of debt and start building wealth. In this masterclass, you will learn our five-step strategy to accelerate your path to financial freedom. We also break down the true key to building wealth. And these are the same strategies we use to go from six-figure debt to a six-figure net worth. You'll get access to nearly an hour and a half of on-demand video, a debt-free payoff calculator, fillable cash flow statement, and a 30-minute coaching consultation with me and Shira. Enroll in our Get Out of Debt and Start Building Wealth Masterclass. The link's in the description below. Can't wait to see you there. So um, how much debt were you able to, to pay off? This year alone, um, I think it was a little over $16,000. Wow. Wow. And... I just want to pause for a second because there's there were so many chances for there to be excuses. Right, right. right. But like Diana's breaking down all the ways that she made it happen. Like no excuses, no uh and there's people in there who are a little bit, you know, in a in a what one consider a better position and they're still like, ah, I just can't do it. But Diana's just broke down all the ways that she created something out of nothing right all the all the 
the opportunities that you took advantage of. And I, I, I just want that to resound in our listeners ears, because I think that's the biggest thing we hear. It's just like, well, you know, it's so many opportunities for excuses. Yeah. So Diana, what can you tell us? I know you went from 2016 to 2020. What were the hard times? What, what were the times when you felt like, you know what? I, I just, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. Can you t- take us through some Ooh. of that? I feel like I put in my head a million times over these <laughs> four years. Um, so since I am the sole financial provider of my kids, anything that goes wrong is on me and my income. So I've had times where I've gone into more debt. I've gone into more debt four to five times. That included personal loans, um, car repairs, medical bills. I remember last year I had to completely halt Christmas. I could not afford to buy my kids Christmas gifts. My children woke up without anything under the tree last year because right before the holidays, my son got admitted into the hospital. I had a week-long hospital stay um, to pay for, and I had that decision to make. Do I let myself go into medical debt and add on to my balances, or do I halt Christmas and cash flow his medical bills. And I just decided that, you know, with the long-term picture, me pausing Christmas gifts was the way to go. My kids, they don't understand it now, but I know as a mother, that was the best decision for me. That was the sacrifice that I had to make. Um, And when I went into more debt four to five times, uh, that was a place where I'm like, okay, this is it for me. This is it for me. You know, you feel the woe is me. Uh, everything was going good. You know, everything, you're you're finally making progress. And it's like, as soon as you start making strides in your journey, boom, something goes wrong. So the year before that, my car kept breaking down over and over and over again. And a lot of people I've noticed around me, they give up, they just go and get a new auto phone. For me, that I don't care if I had to, you know, get a bus ticket and ride the bus to work, take my kids to school. I was going, I was willing to do that. Um, So I feel like you have to get to a place where you are dead set on reaching that vision. That vision has to be crystal clear to you. Otherwise you're going to get distracted when something goes wrong. Um, And my kids are my why. If you don't know your why, you're probably going to quit. And if you don't have true faith in yourself to get to the end goal, you're probably going to quit because you're going to allow those circumstances to become your excuse and you're just going to fall victim to them. And so I won't sit up here and say that my journey has been completely linear. It's been full of zigzags and circles. Um, And I've allowed myself to feel those emotions of this is it for me. I'm going to quit and everything, you know, Every, everyone else has an easier journey and then here I am, you know, things just keep hitting me, boom, boom, back um, time after time uh, but after you feel those emotions, you allow yourself to go through them, then, you know you, it's time to pick yourself back up and if you quit then that means that you, you weren't really confident in yourself to get to that end goal anyway because you just use that as an excuse to validate why you couldn't do it um, so yes, I've I've had plenty of times where I've wanted to quit, but 
when I started it, I made sure to have complete confidence and faith in myself and to be crystal clear about what I wanted. That, you've made some huge sacrifices and it sounds like the sacrifices were worth the result. And um, I was watching one of your YouTube videos and you said, um, with consistency comes results. And I wrote that down because it's so true. And yes, you might fall off, you know, the wagon, so to speak, but you picked yourself back up, you know, and you remained um, consistent. And that's just important for all of us to know whether you're working on a debt-free journey or whatever it is, um, when you want to see results, you have to be consistent. And so I so thank you for sharing that. Um, and then I think one other thing we wanted to ask was, who was part of your, your tribe or who was part of your community? What kept you encouraged throughout this journey? Honestly, my Instagram followers. Um, <laughs> Thanks. I tell them all the time, like, you literally don't know how you have kept me because before I started my Instagram account, I started, um, I think it was the first of 2019. I was at my complete lowest. Um, financially, emotionally, I was at my lowest. And I, when I created that account, I really did not expect it to go far. I really didn't expect anyone to want to follow me uh, or listen to what I had to say. They're probably like, what is this girl talking about? She didn't know anything. Because <laughs> uh, I am this country girl from Arkansas and I will admit, I don't know everything. I'm still learning. And where my what I share on my journey is where I am right now or where I've been. And so uh, I don't know what it, it, it was about me. I'll be completely honest. But when people started following me, like you coming into this community of people who genuinely want to see you win, who are genuinely rooting for you, who are just completely positive and they high five you for any little accomplishment that you make, even when you feel like, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, that has truly lit me up on my darkest days. And because of them, because I had so many women messaging me, like you are uh, motivating me you are inspiring me they kept me accountable and kind of like when i said consistency uh with consistency comes results when you are consistent you are building up that muscle of habit so even when you don't have that motivation and even when you're not really thinking that things are going to work out for you that consistency kicks in and it's going to carry you through like you're going to keep going through the motions because you're so used to it and then it's going to carry you through until that motivation kicks back in. So because of them, because of their messages, because I knew I had women depending on me to make it to this point, even when I did not want to, even when I did not share that I didn't think I was going to make it, um, they kept me going. And when I kept going forward, I started seeing the results again. And just from their genuine encouragement, they have helped me to get to this point because I I almost quit. Now, Diana, this is the this is the best part about this interview. Something special happened last week, right? So take us through the feeling that you felt when you made your last payment and became completely debt free. What was that like? <laughs> you know, it, it was not what I had pictured it. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'm still like in shock. Or if I'm just completely exhausted because I have literally pushed myself to the limit. 
Yeah. Um, like I said, I was taking naps uh, like a week prior up to that day <laughs> because I my mental exhaustion manifested into physical exhaustion. Uh-huh. When I made that final payment, it felt like a regular debt payment. Yep, just another payment. I guess because, you know, it's like another payment, another day. Because I guess because I did not see that $0 balance. Because, mm. you know, you make that payment, you still see that little bit of balance. Right. Um, but now I, I don't feel like it's going to hit me until I get my next paycheck. And I'm like, I don't have anything to put this thing to. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what do I do now? Um, So I don't really have, I don't know what other people are saying, but um, I don't really have anything that I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling numb and I'm feeling in disbelief because I guess mentally you're in that debt payoff stage and you've been there so long that your mind needs time to adjust. Yeah, reset. The new normal. Yeah. but I will say now that I'm at zero, I, I'm starting to see everything that I've sacrificed that mm-hmm. went a little too long. And you start realizing, I need to replace this mattress or <laughs> you know, this needs to be done now. So I'm a little yeah. overwhelmed, but it's a good overwhelming feeling. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's special, man. It, yes. it is. I know Marcus and I were talking the other day and as soon as we paid off our, our debt, we each made a splurge purchase and uh-huh. I went out, I bought a blender, you know, that, <laughs> that's what I bought, you know, so it is a good feeling and yeah. I think that um, you should feel good, you know, about your accomplishment and we're certainly um, happy to, to share in it with you. For sure, for sure. Thank so, you. So Diana, I, without going too deep into it, we want to ask what's what's next on your plate. Uh, you know, I know you're taking a breather. You know, getting into this new norm. But what what is what is your next goals? You know. All right. So, um, coming the first of the year, I will start saving up for a down payment on a duplex. So I am ready to jump into the real estate game. So now that is the next goal for me: investing. That's amazing. That's great. So good to hear. That's great. Well, we don't want to keep you too long, Diana. We are so glad that you joined us. Uh, it's been a long time. We've been, like Sarah said, we've been following your journey. We feel like we've been on the journey with you. So uh, we just want to celebrate this moment. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. Right. And before we go, can you tell our listeners where they can connect yes. with you? Yes. You can find me on Instagram at Mama. I am on YouTube, money.boss.mama. And also you can catch me on my website. That is moneybossmama.com. Thank you so much. And if you're listening today, you don't, you don't want to miss, you know, all of the great content that, um, that Diana is sharing with, you know, that she has available. So check her out. And once again, we just want to thank you for um, being on today's podcast. Thank you. All right. Talk to you you all later. Peace. Yo, so we hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode. We hope that we said something that you can take away and apply. We are here to inform and to inspire. So do us a huge favor and don't forget to rate this podcast five stars on whatever platform you're streaming us. And if you want to become a supporter of the Black Merit and Defree podcast, you can do so by clicking on the link below. That's it for now. Till next time, I'll let you guys later.